So I want to welcome you to our baptism. It's a great time of celebration. We get to hear about people's stories, their testimonies and their journeys. And I don't know about you, but I love to hear people's stories, don't you? Oh, I love a story. I love to hear what's going on. So you're only going to hear a snippet. You've got to remember that. There will be a whole backstory for everyone that is here. And that's right that you only hear some of it. Because like we said on that last song, it talked about stuff that goes on in the soil that you don't see. Okay, so there is some stuff that you won't necessarily know unless you're really close to that individual. So you might be sat in the service thinking, well, I haven't got a clue what kind of service I'm in. Um, So I thought I'd explain. So churches have different names for different things, which is not very helpful, I think, is it? So, um, but I just wanted to explain, we are an AOG church, which is an Assemblies of God church. And we believe in God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And although we're using water... This isn't an infant baptism or a christening, okay? Those are what we would do is a dedication, and we still don't use water for that. So dedication, just to be clear what we're doing today, dedication is thanking God for the safe arrival of a baby or a child, and we thank God for the safety of the mother, and we officially name them in the presence of God, and we pray a blessing on that child's life. And that God would, equip the, uh, God would equip the parents and ask those around the child to support them. Um, in the Bible, Jesus' parents, it says in Luke chapter 2, 22, dedicated him to the Lord as a child. And later he was baptised. So baptism is different to dedication. Dedication of infants and small children is a commitment between parents and God on behalf of the child. The parents promise to raise the child in faith until the child is old enough to make his or her personal confession to Christ. Yeah? So... Now, as you grow up and walk through life, we're all faced with choosing lots of things, aren't we? I, I mean, I looked in the, I had to get toothpaste the other day. How many versions of different toothpaste is there? It's like about 15 types of toothpaste, whether I want it if I'm a smoker or I'm a non-smoker, if I want it to whiten my teeth or I don't want it, if I've got sensitive teeth or I haven't got sensitive teeth. There's a myriad of different... That's just toothpaste. That's not including everything else. So there are loads of choices in our life. We have to choose how we want to behave, what activities we get involved in, how we spend our money, who we want to spend time with. We have choices, lots and lots of choices. And today we're celebrating because our four candidates have chosen Jesus and they believe in him. That means that they've asked him to come into their life to be their king or their lord of their life. That's right, isn't it? So you may be thinking, what does that mean? So baptism is an outward sign of an inward spiritual change. It follows a change, a turning from a specific way of living life purely for ourselves. And it shows that each individual is looking forward to a new beginning. 
And that's what they've got on their T-shirts. We've gone all snazzy this year and we've got T-shirts. So they've got new beginning on their T-shirts. You'll see it at some point. So a new start in a new life. And they're beginning a changed life in Christ. Romans chapter 6 verse 4. So when we're in the tank, we will lie them back in the water, which symbolises a grave. Now, I just want to reassure you, none of your family have slipped me any extra money. So um, you will be coming back up again. (laughs) So nothing untoward will happen. Okay, we'll lie you back in the tank and it symbolises a grave. And lying down symbolises that their old life is gone. And as we bring them up out of the water, it symbolises new life in Jesus. Okay? It's simple. So who can be baptised? Well, there are three things that you need for baptism. First, it's an act of obedience to the command of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's following Jesus's example, who was himself publicly baptised in the River Jordan. You can find that in Matthew chapter 3 and also verse chapter 28. Secondly, they're going to make a public confession of their personal faith. Now, this has been a bit of a, uh, it's always a bit of a difficulty when you're writing your testimony. That's right, wasn't it? It was a bit of a challenge because sometimes you're thinking about it and you're thinking, well, what do I actually say? What do I say in front of everybody? So they're making a public confession. I will ask them if they believe and uh, they will make a public confession. And they're stating that they're part of a new family, God's family. Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 and 27. So thirdly, baptism is saying that they are a follower of Jesus Christ. That's from Acts chapter 2. And it says, there's a song that we sing, I have decided to follow Jesus. And the last bit will be, if anyone knows, no turning back. No turning back. So it doesn't mean that you're never going to make any mistakes. How many of us here have been baptised? Okay. I want you to keep your hand up. I haven't told you to put your hand down. Hang on. Subordience participation. Those of you that have been baptised, if you have made no mistakes, put your hand down. Marvellous. Isn't that healthy to know? You can put your hands down now. So the the issue is, is that you will continue to make mistakes in life, but it's how quickly we get back on track and how quickly we invite Jesus to say, Lord, I made a mistake and coming back to his throne. That's why we regularly meet together. That's where we have regular times where we pray, where we read God's word, where we say, Lord, I really need your help. I've made a bit of a detour here. It's a bit like sometimes when you're traveling along a road and you make a wrong turn and you think, why have I come this way? You ever gone on autopilot? Joe talked about it the other week. Sometimes you go on autopilot and think, I don't know why I've even come this way. So it's about coming back. So just as I stated before, in the new song, the song that we sang, New Wine, this song talks about things that happen where no one else sees. 
There are lots of times for all of us where no matter who we've got around us, no matter how old we are, where we're isolated and alone. And we face challenges and difficulties that we may have made poor choices or we may, we may make poor choices along the way. And then we struggle with the results or the other word is consequences with those choices. Choosing Jesus doesn't mean that all your troubles go away. Sometimes that can get worse. But choosing Jesus means that you ask him at any and every point with anything and he will help you with small choices, large decisions. Um, and Jesus and God, our creator, he is a creator that can change things. And this song that we just sang talks about the change that he wants to do within us. Remember that last bit that we, talk, that we sang about make me a vessel, make me whatever you want me to be. Sometimes we can have dreams and thoughts about who we are and what we're going to do and who we're going to be. But sometimes that's not what God's got designed for us. Sometimes we might be thinking that we want to be like somebody else. But in actual fact, God has got a specific design and plan for each and every one of you. And he wants you to be what he wants you to be. And so therefore we need to ask him. Sometimes we are required to trust him. Now we have had a difficult 18 months. None of us like change, but it's been forced upon us, hasn't it? We're all forced to do everything electronically and Zooming it and teaming it and goodness knows what in it and contactless and all the rest of it and gelling it and everything. So... It's about us trusting Jesus, trusting him when we don't understand, when stuff seems to not be going the way that it should be going, not to our plan. And that's what that song talks about. It talks about being in the soil. Many of us have found joy in gardening. And now I know that joy loves gardening. But many people have enjoyed gardening. I'd got some plants that I was convinced on the surface, there were fuchsias and they looked, well, I thought they needed chucking out. So I spoke to some friends and, uh, with gardening prowess and they said, no, definitely not. Um, you just wait. And I said, yeah, but that, that's definitely dead. I definitely need to chuck it away. They went, no, don't chuck it away. It will flower. I was thinking, they don't know what they're talking about. Sure enough, it flowered. Now, I've got another friend who I went to um, to see, Rachel Willis. She's on Stewards today. And she was uh, showing me all these tropical plants she'd got, banana leaves, and they're just epic, huge, great plants. And she told me that she'd use, grown them from a seed inside a toilet roll holder, you know, the, to the inside cardboard bit. She'd grown them from there. Now, she hadn't got a clue what they were going to be like. She just had the seeds come through the post. She put them in the soil, watered them, and they'd grown. Then she put them in the uh, ground, and some of them were in pots. She still didn't know what they were going to look like. They look like triffids when you go to the back of her garden. They're monstrously huge, and they're amazing. But at the time, she didn't know what they were going to be like. And that's the same with some of you in your life. You're not sure at the moment. It feels like, is it going to flower? Is it going to, is, has it got life? Uh, what's it going to develop? But God has got 
God something for you. He works on our hearts in the dark places and he wants to bring light in darkness. And I'm bringing this to an end now. So there are two types of light that Jesus says. And there are two types of light. One is in the darkness. When it's dark, you need a light on, don't you? You need the light to shine through so you can actually see what you're doing. Otherwise, it's really hard to actually do something. The second, the second, and when it's in darkness, sometimes there are certain things in your life that may feel there is a darkness because there's a shame to it. What Jesus wants to do is he wants to take away the darkness and take away the shame. Sometimes when stuff is hidden, we prefer to have it hidden, don't we? It's like when people come round, you shove all the stuff in the cupboard doors and shut the door so that nobody can see that you're a really messy person. But in actual fact, or you drape something over it so they think, oh, they're ever so tidy. Um, but in actual fact, there's shame in those cupboards, isn't there? What God wants to do, he wants to bring light and he wants to take away shame. The second light is lightness. You know, sometimes when you carry stuff and you have guilt and shame, it feels really heavy. God wants to bring a lightness. He wants to say, you don't have to carry that. You haven't got to worry about that. I'm going to take that shame away. And suddenly you feel as though you can walk with a really light walk. You're not carrying a whole load of burden, but it's light. It's also with stuff that is done in the, in, in the soil. It means, I don't mean to be rude about Rachel Willis's ability for growing seeds or my ability, but I really had nothing to do with whether my plants flowered or not. For Rachel Willis, hers grew as a result of uh, what God had designed originally. The other thing is, and especially with these candidates and with you in your life, it's about God having all the glory. There's not one of us that can say, oh, that's because of me. Because it's not. We may have helped somebody along the journey, it's not actually about us. It's actually about what God has done, about what Jesus has done in people's life. And it's about giving him glory. So if you're wanting a new beginning and you'd like to invite Jesus into your life, right at the end of the service, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that. But right now we're going to get on with the proceedings and we're going to hear from Alana. And then it'll be Jonathan. And then it'll be Nala. And then it'll be Jacob.